0: What's popping was popping was popping welcome to and moose i'm nikki that's moose what's up moose what up y'all and on this episode we get inside of your mind do you know why you buy what you buy do you know why you keep certain items do you know why you buy more than you should we talk about the psychology of branding and business We also talk about a topic that is extremely hated, especially for me, taxes, and a Netflix documentary that was surprisingly good. And of course, we got a new question of the week. Moose, how are we feeling about this episode?
1: A lot of fire topics on this one, bare minimum, we saving you a couple hundred bucks while you shop this holiday season.
0: Let's get into this intro
2: two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most.
0: And of course, this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all in one streaming platform that not only allows you to stream on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the social media platforms, but it's amazing for the pre recorded videos as well, just like this podcast. So you could do your courses, you could do your zoom calls, your Google meetups, everything that you need to do to look very professional. Ecamm Live got you You and do your own show, everything and we're giving away 14 days on us if you go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecam for your 14-day free trial. Hello. Well, Moose, how we feeling?
1: Man, I am good. I'm. Uh, it's that time of the year again where I start talking about taxes because I've had two meetings with my accounting people, <laughs> each of one. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, when you have two two-hour meetings in one week, you're like, wait a second. Why did why did I just feel like I spent the whole week doing taxes real quick? That was bananas. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, outside of that, of course, Nikki knows that that's not... Uh, I know that's not Nikki's favorite topic. She's like, what? Not yeah, taxes. No. No. No, I'm
0: like, yeah, I'm I, I but, was like, favorite. Like, I thought you were around that time of the month. I don't know if you were going on another fast. I don't know if you were oh, oh, going, oh. like getting ready for Thanksgiving and like in, in the new family vibe. I, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't expecting taxes. This-
1: yeah. 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 No, it's that, it's that time of the year, man. You don't, if you don't do it now or at least go into, so let, let me, let me just tell you what the, why this is as boring as it is especially for creative people, I could only imagine. You're like, taxes. Taxes sound like AI saying practice uh, in that video trash, right now. But trash. but I'll tell you why. So for most people who don't stay on top of their numbers, which, by the way, even if you think you're on top of your numbers, when you really start crunching it with the accountants and the way they you know, categorize everything... It comes to the end of the year and there's always some surprises. There are always some things where you did more than what you expected, less than what you expected. There's just some things for you to clean up. So this Q3 meeting is so critical because it allows you to make any final adjustments before it becomes too late and you have to eat a giant tax bill next year where typically everyone is upset, right? I understand no one wants to pay a lot of taxes, but they don't really... Put emphasis on how important this Q3 meeting is. So, you know, I it's a love hate relationship this time of the year with me with taxes, but uh, there there is some serious benefit. I will say that it's not fun, but it is beneficial to really lock in and be like, all right, cool. Let me clean up the numbers. Let me get clear on the books. What do we need to do? Do we need to make some adjustments or transfers into some of these retirement accounts, et cetera, et cetera? So, for those of you listening who just closed your ears for the last two minutes. As I was talking about it, I will say just reach out to your accountant. If he hasn't reached out to you, Uh, make sure you meet with him before December 31st. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. What what you learned,
0: or was that what you learned this week? That's
1: it. That's it. That's the, that's the (laughs) reminder. That's the reminder. If you don't want to, if you don't want to, if you don't want to cough up a big check to the IRS next year, Make sure you meet with your accountant this month. That's it. That's that's the big that's the big reminder slash lesson, all, all wrapped in one. A boring one. But I'm gonna be honest with you, Nick's. I am becoming more and more convinced that the boring stuff is what makes people wealthy. I just I just there's no way around it. There's no way around it. You know? A boring makes you wealthy. It adds an extra zero. How about that? Boring may, adds an extra zero.
0: I don't even know what sound effect <laughs> to give i'm just i'm like um uh, uh okay no. yeah i'll just clap it up for you thank you thank I you i appreciate g- that hats off yeah, we're just, hats off we just, just gonna clap it up um okay uh as, as for me I, yes no i'm not talking about taxes um i'm talking about sylvester salone did you see that documentary that they have on Netflix
1: I haven't yet it came up as uh one of the what do they call it? like the trending you know yes. docs or whatever so I, I did see that yeah
0: it's so good and I didn't think I was gonna like it mm. so good so okay so mind you uh I didn't care for Sylvester Stallone all I know him is for Rocky right yeah like okay guy like okay then Dude sounds Dang. crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rambo. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't really know him much. I think it was a little bit like a little bit before my day. Like I think it was in, he was in the height of the eighties and I was a baby. You feel me? So, um, th- when he came out with that last Rocky, I was like, why are we having Rocky? It's super late. Like you're super old. Why are we mm-hmm. doing Rocky again? So I, I, I try to go with an open mind, and it was so good. Reason why I really liked it is because he truly paved his own way. I didn't know. I thought he was just an actor, right? My man wrote and produced everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that he when, when he went into acting, and I'm not going to his full a story because that wasn't the interesting part to me, even though it was like sad or so. But he, when he went into acting, everybody would always make him as a thug, right? Just one of those goons. And he was like, yo, I want to be something more. And so he literally created Rocky to be something mm. more. If you don't see me as that, then I'm going to create what I want, Right. So he created it. The first Rocky blew up, right? Went crazy. Um, And so then the expectations of like, can you do it again? Can you do it again? Like that whole nine was always weighing on him. And then there was a point, there was a bar that he said that there was a point where I think it was between Rocky three or four, where he was just trying all these different other characters. right? He was on all these different movies. And it just wasn't hitting, right? I think he was even in a movie with Robert De Niro. It just wasn't hitting. And he says something to the effect like, you know, a a lot of actors, and and I'm going to phrase it to like, a lot of creators are going to be like, yo, I'm so much more than just this one thing, right? I'm so much more, I could do all these different things. But you were meant for one role, right? You were meant for one kind of style. Yes, you could do all those other things, but your purpose is this one thing, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. he could do all these other uh, comedy stuff and and it could flop. It could do mediocre, but it would never reach the level of Rocky and Rambo. So even even in his later career, when he would do, oh, was the ones where all the old people came in? It was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was like all the action people, but they were like old. I I forgot that. I'm sorry. Seasoned. I apologize. Right. But he was, I think it was the Expendables, something like that. But he was saying that as he was doing that, he was getting hurt it was just getting too much it was weighing on him and it it was just a lot of what creators really go through of okay you're not putting me at the seat of the table I'm going to create my own table okay uh I'm so much more than this but it never really hits the same way than what you know me for and what I really do, like what I created, I created Rocky, I created Rambo, like I created these things, yet I'm trying to go away from it because I just don't want you to know me for that. And I know I've had conversations about, yo, I don't want to be known just for this. I know a lot of people that are like, yo, I just don't want to be known for that. But we may be the dif- like we may be pushing back on the thing that really makes us extremely successful. Mm -hmm. And it's already showed a glimpse of it and we saw it and we were like, no, we're so much more. And we may have to just accept that this was our, our calling. So for, for that and just seeing like how much, like how dope he really is, was really good to see like, yeah extremely good to see i i if you didn't see it yeah you should and i didn't give away too much this time so yes Sounds good but uh another thing uh and i and i'll mention this because i'm i'm a geek uh i got i gotta talk about ChatGPT g p t i got to, i gotta talk about ChatGPT
1: mm. you know yeah what i mean please like, do
0: please so, actually
1: please do yeah
0: <laughs> please do please so i yeah uh, shout out to to the AI toolkit deeper than the brand. I actually created my first uh, ChatGPT, which was so easy nice. and fun. Okay, so for those who don't know, uh, OpenAI, which is you know the creator of ChatGPT, um. They did this big dev conference. is m- more for developers and talks about API, a- a really nerdy stuff that we necessarily don't really care about. But they made two major announcements that was super interesting. One, Chat GPT, for Turbo. So newer version, Not necessarily faster, but it has way more characters. So this one has about 128K tokens, which means like literally you could put a whole book, you put all your PDFs in there and it accepts it and you don't have to break it into different parts anymore because that can be very frustrating, right? To uh, when you can talk to it, right? Because ChatGPT now has where you can talk to it and it talks back to you. So now it has a little bit more of, like, native language. Like, you can actually understand what it says. Like, it sounds like an actual human being, not super robotic, like how we know of Siri and everything else. So they made that that kind of a improvement. Another improvement that they did was if you have ChatGPT4, where you would normally have to do, like web browsing and data analysts and Dolly three, and it was all being different things And now collapse and ChatGPT can know when you want to surf the web when you want to make images when you want to analyze a certain PDF or all in one take and it does it very well. And of course, the biggest thing is instead of it cutting off the knowledge cutting off from September of 2021, which was super annoying to most people. This one cuts off at April of 2023, and it's continuously going to update. They said they'll never allow it to be that old ever again. So from a ChatGPT for Turbo, that's really dope. Now, what I got excited about is that they said that you can create your own ChatGPT. And for most the the people that are creating their own different chat bots with third parties, there's a lot of coding to make those different types of software where this one, it takes no code. It's literally like you talking to chat GPT. Hey, I want to create this. Can you, and it'll, it's crazy cause it'll create a title for you. It'll create a logo for you for it. It'll take you through the steps. On the side of it, it'll create this playground where you can test it out. If you like it or not. One thing that I created was like a YouTube title generator, right? Where you give it an idea and it will ask you a few questions as far as your target audience, what is the transformation is trying to do. And it'll come up with five titles that you can put based off the, the YouTube formula that I gave it. What I'm also trying to work on is it creating titles or not titles, uh, thumbnails It's going to create thumbnails off of the, the titles as well. So I'm, I'm working on that. I did that on live in the community and it was simple and you can Mm -hmm. either keep it to yourself. You can share it with uh, people who have the link or you can make it public. What they're going to be doing is that, they are going to create a GPT store, just like an app store, just like a Google play store. But whoever makes those, they have a chance of having revenue share for when it does go public. So this is ways for creators to make a little extra couple of coins because if your chat GPT or your GPT, that's what they're calling it, goes, then that's, that's some, an extra revenue stream to keep in mind. My thought process is already if you have a community, what are the different GPTs that you're creating that only your community has access to that is more of your brand? Whether it is literally a mini you of it, like you could do a question and answer and whatever questions they have, it's answering it in in your tone with your knowledge, whether it is, um, let's say, uh, an idea generator. for for what you do. Right. And and there's so many different other ideas that you can do. I'm more of just like, or even like a challenge. Like if you have a challenge that you want to do, have them talk and bring accountability inside of that actual GPT. And then it could tell you next steps of what to do. Congratulate them in, in, in all these great, amazing things. So that's me geeking out for a little bit, apologize, but I'm really excited about that one because there's so many different ideas that I have as far as the ChatGPT part of it, where you're creating your own, because now instead of having all those different chats on the side of your ChatGPT, if you use it that much, now literally you can trigger it. And then for those people who have uh, Teams, you can share that out to your team. So it's something that is duplicated, instead of SOPs. And that whole night, look, this literally does everything, and it will tell you everything within this uh, GPT, I probably just gave certain people certain business models, and I'm just spinning it out real mm.
1: quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What's your thoughts on it?
1: Man. Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. Yeah. I am so incredibly excited about this uh, because I was not expecting the improvement to be what it was. So over the last maybe three, four months, I started d- d- diving into some of the courses and I guess like call it course slash incubator, but it was all online around this no code AI integration. And it's tough, it's not easy, you know? So I was like, okay, I know there's opportunity here, but to have to learn how to navigate these no-code platforms is a, a tremendous hula hoop that is taking forever. So when I'm, I'm listening to, you know, the keynote, and I was like, wait, did he just say, Sam Walton when he announced the episode, did he just say what I think he just announced? So I was at the gym, just letting it play in the background. So I pick up, I'm like, yo, that's crazy. This thing is now going to be done exactly how you explained you know, literally through a, I guess you call it just simple inputs. So I think there is, I'm really excited about it. I want to think big picture on it. So I'm taking my time to really let it marinate, but it's, it's, I can, I mean, shout out to you for already creating some of this. Cause I, my thoughts is already on that. Like I know exactly two main, two main easy ones can be integrated for some of the community members to really make use of on demand at all times. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for this. I'm yeah, excited.
0: I'm going to geek out um, probably a little bit this weekend where, you know, I'm. what I'm really going to do is allow ChatGPT, not the GPT builder, but the ChatGPT, to really walk me through step-by-step step of how to even build it. Because...
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: why not ask the why not ask the the actual product of how to build itself, you know, so
1: that that, that was the best prompt that I ever came across. It was exactly that. It was instead of you trying to, you know, boss the chat GPT around and feel all good about getting these things on demand actually ask and let it lead you to the right way. Because I, I came across something because I remember once I was trying to improve. So I, I had this whole realization around how courses and the online education needs a revamp, it needs something new, it needs something refreshing, it can't just be videos, it can't just be PDFs, and they're good, they've been great. But I'm thinking to what's the next thing. So I literally that was my input, you know, into in into ChatGPT, the older one, I guess, at, at this point. And it started spitting out ideas as to how you can integrate ChatGPT into your LMS. And I was like, whoa, I, I, didn't even think that, I didn't even think about that, neither did I think it was possible. So to your point about allowing the technology to lead you through what is the best way to do something, yeah, it's, it's, it's powerful.
0: So, I think this is the only time I'll really, really suggest you guys to upgrade to ChatGPT I, Plus. I, no, yeah, I haven't said that officially for ever, like never. But with this, this particular one, especially if you're trying to take advantage of the opportunities, like definitely upgrade and start making you some GPTs and just try it out. Like people in my community are now once they see the live, like, okay, I'm going to try it out too. It's that simple. It's me talking to it. It gives me different options of a, of a title for it. It creates the logo right then and there. I said, look, create, a uh, because I was just testing it out. Hey, let's, let's do one for YouTube titles. Cool. Uh, Let's call it the YouTube title. Or something I was like, "Nah, give me five more options," and it came up with with uh five more options. I allowed the community to pick. We ran with it. Hey, give me a logo. He's like, "Okay, we got to give you a profile pic because it's just like anything else." Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't like it. I said, "Hey, create a chart with it going up and have the YouTube logo in the be- in the middle." It did exactly that. We're in a. We're just in a really, really good time with AI. I just really feel that if people truly embrace it right now and just kind of test it out, like at least mm-hmm. you're going to save bare minimum. You're going to get at least three hours back of your time. Bare minimum. Yeah,
1: that's no. I agree, if not more.
0: Yes, yeah. you know so,
1: there was there was a there was a there was news that came out this week that a large corporation, I think uh, it's an accounting firm, PWC, I forget what their specialty is, but PWC invested a billion dollars over the next three years, but get this, not for them just to build their own AI, but to specifically to train their employees on how to best use AI. Mm. That was was a little bit different, right? It's not like, oh yeah, AI, no, it's like, no, let's train our people. We're gonna invest a billion dollars over the next three years so that we can help our people really know how to use it. So that's, that's that tells you, you know, that tells you where things are going.
0: Yeah, that's 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 good. So yeah, people go, go do that. Go do that. But let's get into the creator of the week and low key. I really wanted to make me the creator of the week because my YouTube channel is going fire,
1: should've. but should've.
0: I should have, but that's a little slight plug. Go. To uh, YouTube.com/slash/at this is and N-I-C-K-Y. The S. It's a really dope channel. Go check that. It's really fire. But we do have a creator of the week, and this week it is James Clement, better known as Simply Believe God. Now, here's the thing. This guy, I just scroll. Like, I was on TikTok. I'm on Instagram, and there's this dude that's just. Screaming in his car. About God. Right. And normally. I don't necessarily listen to people. Who are screaming at me anymore. I think I'm over that session. Of life. I don't want nobody screaming at me. However. I don't know if it's the filter that he put. But it felt like. His whole veins were coming out. And like the. the Blood rush. And then I was like okay I have to pay attention.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like. And so. It between the passion between how organic because it's literally in his car or in his living room that he is literally, and he's not even looking at the camera he's just looking sideways just like boom going crazy just here, here here's just one
2: I'm confident that no matter what it looks like I'm coming out of it because my didn't lie to me. My God can bring me here to lead me here, but he's brought me here to mold me, to shape me, to get me prepared and ready for what he's called me to. I'm moving forward. He's making me. He's working on me. I'm coming out better than ever before in the name of Jesus.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, well, it's just, you can't but like, okay, all right, I'm paying attention. right we're here right right so uh go check him out uh like i said he he actually has like 529 thousand followers on tiktok but like 86 on ig Mm. which is like always the funniest things it's like it's never really the same it's always like extremely lopsided one or the other yeah so yeah uh Go check him out. I think it's a simply bless. Oh no, simply believe God. Enough said. Really, just really organic and passion content. Well, Moose, have you have you heard of this this person?
1: No, no, I have hey. not, and I've been. In, Come
0: Whoa. on, we outside. We and, outside,
1: and and I've been into TikTok lately. Honestly, I think TikTok low key is is growing as my top favorite platform because i think it's so much more informative and all that but uh no i haven't came across this stuff yet
0: oh wow okay well
1: yeah
0: it'll pass by now that we talked about it it's, it'll pass by
1: i'm sure i'm sure it'll yeah. pass
0: by It happens but let's get into uh the meat and potatoes of this actual episode so Kind of let's dive into the subconscious influence of business and branding. So today we're going to be talking about the psychology, the mind part of all of this, right? So the cool thing about this week is that we were scrolling on social media, TikTok, Instagram, and we wanted to find some of the best branding and, and uh business. Tips when it comes to this psychology thing, right? And we stumbled upon quite a few that is super interesting that I know I'm truly excited to talk about, right? Let's talk about the very first one. Now, I'm really excited about this one because it's about chocolate. Okay. It's about chocolate. Um, but not in a way that you're thinking, right? Uh, shout out to Jack. I want to say it's uh, Chappell or Chapel. One of the two. You know, I always mess up these last names and I'm sorry. Right. But it's talking about points of like ex- the experience and how experience is connected to the actual product. So let's listen and, and watch this.
2: So why do customers stick to some brands forever, even if they don't know any message behind the brand? Let's take an example of three different unknown chocolate brands. You decide to purchase one box of chocolates from one of these brands at random for $20. You go home and you decide to share some of these chocolates with your new girlfriend or boyfriend. Then you both enjoy the chocolates and have a great night together. This simple act will likely make you a customer for life with this one chocolate brand. That is because because your brain will now associate these chocolates with the positive experience you had with your partner.
0: So first, um, now I want chocolate. <laughs> now I want chocolate. But this is really interesting because I really think about how can we connect a product or a service to a lifestyle? So... When I look at that, I'm like then why don't more chocolate people do this? Meaning why don't we look at certain special events, anniversaries, weddings, you know, uh dates, that whole nine, and my whole marketing is going to be showcasing that. My whole my whole thing is uh somebody is in the hospital and needed somebody and needed a smile. And that particular brand was sent to them through the nurse. I'm showing that a surprise uh, birthday party happened. And on the table, everybody had a joint of these different chocolates. I would be showing a, a, a really dope picnic at the park. And then there's like a plate full of these chocolates. Like you would just connect smiles, happiness, really uh, deep connections with your partner, with somebody that you love. And I would put it in that kind of context and be like, that's my whole thing. If I'm connecting, I'm not connecting, does it taste good? How milk chocolate is the milkiest chocolate in the world. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is what experience is going to remind you, or if I wanted to target kids, I would go find some of the dopest lunch boxes. And when you open it, you're always going to see that chocolate. So now mm. the kids are like, yo, I want that chocolate in my lunchbox. And all That's different good. types of lunchboxes. It could be everything from the brown, the brown bag, right? To the fanciest lunchbox or just literally the book bag. You open in, there's always something there. Be like, mom, be like, yo, did you, did you check the side pocket? No mom what, what, oh thanks mom like i would show just the different everyday things and put it into that particular product and i'm saying that because it's like we can do that with our own product like what is an everyday thing that in in that sense it was a positive side so what is an everyday thing from a positive side that would make people smile that you can connect your your product to, right? Because if you connect it to something negative, they probably won't. Uh, they won't really rock with it. In, in that same video that Jack did, he also talked about like if if you give the person the chocolate and you guys break up, you'll probably never buy that chocolate again, right? Mm-hmm. Because of what you've experienced. So you don't necessarily want to connect it with negative things, but with positive things, if if you are now marketing it, if you are now trying to figure out, yo, how do I get this out to the people? How are we showing that this makes us smile? This makes us feel happy. This makes us feel warm inside. So, this, yeah, I got I got all of that out of chocolate. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, that's powerful. <laughs> this,
0: is, this is me, right? This is me. But this uh, next one, I'm going to mess up this last name. I know. I know, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try, right? And then I'm just going to say Max K. So this next one is by from Max K. His last name is Climenko. If I did that Mm. wrong, I apologize, right? And Moose is like, yeah, you did, but we're not going to say anything. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying over here, okay? Now this one is discussing the examples of effective color psychology like everything that we see from colors on a brand actually triggers us to do something so let's
2: get into that one makes you buy stuff. Studies show that 90% of consumer decisions around which product to buy are based specifically on its color. So a brand like Apple uses gray, which is usually a very neutral color to communicate minimalism, simplicity, and technological progress. Black is one of the most popular colors with Gen Z, and it's actually used among many fashion retailers, such as Nike. And the way that Nike uses black is to communicate style, communicate sophistication and elegance. Green color is right in the middle of the color spectrum. And it's actually the easiest on your eye. So usually it's used by brands who want to communicate health, who want to make you feel comfortable, healthy and fresh. For example, Whole Foods. The blue color is used by brands who want you to think that they're stable and reliable. For example, banks and insurance companies. Red color is usually used by brands who want you to buy things Fast. This is why when it comes to compulsive purchasing, 99% of all of them are red, so are the fast food brands, like Five Guys, McDonald's, and Burger King.
1: This is so critical and it's really one of my favorite parts because that was probably my first branding lesson that I've ever learned. Like when I go back, you know, six or seven years ago, I remember coming across the color psychology and being more in tune with the idea that, oh, there's psychology involved in branding, right? Like that that's what I was naturally first attracted to, the psychology piece. And then of course, as I learned about the importance of branding, now it all makes sense and bringing it together. But this is a really important lesson for those of us who are just starting our brand. And we always talk about creating that alignment, right? Between what you do and who you are, et cetera, et cetera. And we can talk about it in a lot of different ways, even down to the product, the audience, all of these different things. When you talk about, okay, now, what do I want the color of my logo to be? Mm-hmm. Right? It's not just now going based off of your favorite color. That's part of it. But thinking a little bit beyond that to say, all right, what am I going to do in the marketplace? And how can I utilize the colors to my advantage to communicate that? Right. So you look at the colors that you choose in everything you do from your logo to your presentations, to your business cards, to your website. You know, I know I know people go as deep as the actual font and they really think about the font, you know, in a a very detailed way. So this is this is something to bring you back to this idea of details matter, not in a way to make you overwhelm and feel stressed about it. But to think about how can I utilize every aspect of what I'm doing so that I'm intentionally and even at a subconscious level communicating to my audience and potential customers to know what I represent and what I stand for. So super, super critical one here. And yeah, shout out to the throwback of reminding me of my first branding lesson. Like, oh, word, that's that's important, huh? So, yes.
0: Yeah. this next one maybe, maybe me and moose gotta talk about this one i ain't gonna hold you because this one's really dope It's done by the same max guy i'm not doing it again okay the same max guy is behind why we're holding on to these apple boxes like how many how many apple boxes do you guys have like if you got a laptop the mac uh the ipad the phone how many boxes do you still have i'm actually curious about that so but here is why this is the secret
2: reason why you can't throw away the apple boxes what phone do you have iphone iphone, iPhone. Phone. do you still have the box yeah yeah why no i don't 87 percent of people don't throw away apple boxes why do you think that is i don't know do you have yours yes i have a bunch actually why <laughs> There is literally a secret room at Apple called packaging room, where designers look through hundreds of different prototypes of boxes, different shapes and materials to come up with this patent. The air pocket packaging means that you can't open the box quickly. It's forcing a pause as your brand new device is unveiling itself. Although it's probably the same as the last. Hi guys, it comes out very slowly. (laughs) In marketing, this is called controlled friction. Cheap products are either very easy to open or very hard. Luxury products are in the sweet spot in between. Collectible books, luxury watches, and expensive car doors are all harder to open than the cheaper versions of the products. The luxury feel of the unboxing experience makes you keep them and give Apple free advertising spots in your house. So
0: first, how many boxes do you have?
1: At least 10. Without a doubt. At least 10. At least 10, without a doubt. Yeah, because between my iPad, my computer, the phones, the AirPods, I, I have the box of, I just got rid of the, because I used to have the big desktop, the iMac. Mm-hmm. I just got rid of that, but I still have some of the other components because I left the keyboard and the mouse or whatnot. So, yeah, a ton, a ton. I'm going to just say that. The cases, you know, leaving the box for the cases I got. So it's crazy. Why? Well, it's just it, this is just an indicator that it's time to throw some stuff away now that I know that they tricked me. But yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there is no wow. explanation. I got it.
0: Yeah. Crazy. You
1: like,
0: three, four. This, nah, this a, no, no, nah, this confidence.
1: It's up there. So it's up there.
0: This, this is cool because I'm thinking of it more even for myself, right? Because as I'm thinking about, okay, I got this hat line coming down the line, right? Like, okay, thinking about the packaging. And the fact I never thought of, okay, there is I can't stand the ones that it takes so hard that you have to get scissors and everything to open. Don't ever give me a package where I need scissors or because I'm not I'm not carrying scissors. And if my keys can't open it, that is even worse. Okay, can't stand that. Right? Um, but I never really thought about why we keep the boxes, like because the boxes were such an experience. I'm Mm -hmm. seeing kind of a trend as far as why I get excited about things. It's like the experience of it. Right. So if there is an experience of opening it, I'm now keeping every part of this experience to remember, yo, I got, I got this product. Like I, I got this. Yep. I got this phone. Yep. You know, I got the phone. I even got the box. Now, in my head, I never thought this is why I keep it. I think one of the main reasons why I keep it, because what if I have to trade it in? And so here's the box. But I always remember they give you another box. They don't even want the original right. box. Right. Exactly. They don't, right. So, but thinking about other things that I've kept the box on, I'm like, there's a lot of ones that I just throw out especially Mm -hmm. if I rip it open, like I'm, it's like, like Christmas kind of open because I don't know how to open things. It's
1: like, right. right, Like it's
0: gone. I'm not, I'm not keeping that. Right. Or now, uh, boxes that cuddles have ripped open. We're not, we're not keeping those either because now, so, okay, here's, here's two experiences that has some is, is similar, right? So y'all know based off, uh, like a week or two ago, as far as me talking about network and that whole experience, right, which I'll, ha- I'll talk about that on, af- on the after show about something I just got, but, um, so these little bears, right, these little bears, they're, they come in blind boxes, and you open up the blind box, and it has, like, two packages, it comes with the actual bear, and then there's, like, this card, Right? I think of the card, I think of like the Rolex card. Don't ask me why I think of the Rolex card, because I never had a Rolex. But I instantly think of the Rolex card. So with this blind box, it's like, oh, snap. I get this, and I get the card, and I keep the card. Now, yeah. I don't know why I keep the card. I, I associate it with, like I said, I associate it with uh, um, Rolex. But the the experience makes me want to keep the card. It's like I know exactly right. who it is. This is dope, right? I would but I don't keep the box cuz it's so hard to open. First off, it's hard. I don't mm-hmm. like what are we doing? So m- more I'm like I'm breaking things down as far as okay, why do I keep this? Why did I like opening this? Why is this a, a great experience? You know what what uh what and I, I'm probably going to put this as far as my my uh, hat line, even though it doesn't necessarily need it. You know what? I always get happy with mm. the poppy things. You, you know what I'm oh, talking same. about?
1: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. The bubble but wrap. You give the me a.
0: You give me a. Thing. Yeah. Now I instantly. Oh, actually, that's kind of fire. If I kind of have a certain kind of a uh, protective layer for Around for the, the case hat. of the box, you instantly mm-hmm. think it's fragile. Oh, what? cool and you have fun oh yeah no 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 no. so when when we're thinking about like our own products and like the packaging of it even that experience is kind of subconsciously embedded in our mind that we didn't even know about
1: that yeah
0: alone was That's super amazing. crazy to see i was like what i send it most so yeah. quick i was like yo you gotta see this I don't know. This was I so was dope. like, we had so many other ones we were going to talk about. I was like, oh, no, no, wait, hold on. Dude. You got to see this one.
1: This mm-hmm. one's fire. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know what? You're not sub- so, just because you're using that word subconsciously, I think the reason why I keep boxes to expensive things because of the sneaker era. You remember mm-hmm. when you used to buy sneakers? It's like, if you were ever going to resell, boxes. that's when it really matters. Like, oh, you got the box? That yeah. was I remember that because I remember in high school, that was the main thing. I remember going to flight club and that's, you know, prices can vary. Not not a ton, but that was a big thing, right? So it's like, okay, oh, you got the box factor. for yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think subconsciously I I definitely held on to some boxes that I shouldn't have just because of that, you know, that era. But what what I what I even took away from this is kind of what you just spoke to here as well. The idea that you don't just package your products because it looks nice. That's part of the reason. Yeah, absolutely. You want your project to have great appeal to it. But you are still communicating to your customer senses as they open to as they open the box, mm-hmm. right? That, that's creating an experience. And so who knows? Maybe we bought so many new iPhones subconsciously because of that feeling that we got that first couple of seconds as we were trying to rip the box open with that grand feel, and and it does feel like a premium product in your hand and so it's funny because even in the clip he says it's the same one but we we do the same you know we do this every time so it's so cool to think about again the details of course my air traffic control is geeking out about a lot of this here too because it, it, it brings a lot of those elements into it in saying there are small things that do matter. And you don't just have to rush to the final transaction point where the money is converted into your account. There are things that lead up to it that you can really think about and be creative and even get inspiration. So the fact that they have a secret room to test different boxes and, you know, all do all of that things like that are super cool, man. We, yeah, that's that's awesome.
0: Listen, we could probably stay on this one for a little bit, but we got to go for real? to the next one, still on the experience. And, and you've probably been through this store and you've either had a positive experience or a negative experience. I'm talking about Frustrated. IKEA. Okay. I'm talking about <laughs> IKEA. Stefan Den from TikTok has this really dope breakdown about IKEA, about why we buy so much with them.
2: I went to Ikea for one thing, and I came out with all this stuff. Yeah,
0: that's how it works. Ikea does a lot of things
2: to get people to spend more, and about 60% of the purchases are from impulse buying. The first thing that Ikea does is have a very unique store layout. A lot of stores you can kind of explore as you want to, but not with Ikea. Instead, they bring you through a very specific path that gives you an average of 300,000 square feet of walking, or five football lengths. They do this because even if you just wanted to pick up some kitchen plates, you have to walk by
0: pillows, rugs, toilet accessories, so many things first. And you tend to just pick those things up as you go so you don't have to walk back later, meaning that you end up buying more. They also set up the store very strategically, putting mirrors in specific places so as you walk by them, you feel like you can visualize yourself really belonging in that room. Then they do something known as decoy pricing, where they put a middle value item in between a cheap and a premium one to make both look more appealing. And last up is the food. Even if you don't know that $500 is pretty cheap for a couch, you do know that $0.99 is a good deal for breakfast. And people tend to think that the low food prices mean that the furniture is a good deal too. Make sure you follow us for more money info like this. Mm. Well.
1: Hey, if, if nothing else, we just saved you a couple hundred dollars with this episode right here. You, you, you know this for a fact because well. I, I can't tell you how many times when I first started going to Ikea, I was like, why can't I leave? I want to leave. Get, get me out of here. You can't. Exit backward. You try to exit backward. You're getting lost, and it takes you forever until you get through. You're like, oh, I literally just walked the entire store to get to the exit, right? So they they almost trap you in there. But again, a lot of these added elements give you an experience where you can see people go there. I remember going once around. Uh, forget Black Friday, of course, but uh, it was in during COVID when I was moving to my new apartment. The line outside was an hour just to get in, just to get inside. It was almost an hour to get inside. And sure enough, we waited because you know that there are certain things to expect. You know that it's an everything store. It has a lot of what you need when it comes to your furniture needs, etc. So it's so crazy to think that these things are not done by mistake, that they're done by design. And they know it's, 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 you know, I, I always, I think almost, directly parallel to the digital and online space. When we talk about the reason why summits and challenges and all of these different types of quote unquote webinars have done so well for people, the extended versions of them, it's because your potential customer spends more time with you. And when they spend more time with you, they're more likely to trust you or to want to buy from you because they've learned so much more about your stuff. It's the same thing at the store. If you spend so much time there or you spend more time than you normally would at a standard store because you couldn't just run in, grab what you want and leave, you're looking at other things and you're like, oh, well, this would be nice. And you know what? Maybe it won't hurt if I get an extra mirror and maybe I can upgrade the pillows on the couch and this and this and that before you know it, you probably went in and bought way more than you need. So creates an experience. And I'm just talking more about the layout, not even the price decoy and some of the other things that you mentioned. Um but also another thing that, that was really surprising to me was the food, because I didn't think about that. It's true. It's like if I buy something at the very end, I was like, oh, it's not even that expensive. It makes you undermine what you did spend. So yeah, that's that's crazy.
0: I just don't like that I can't get out of the store when Facts. I want to get out of the store.
1: Oh, I know so many people can relate with that.
0: Oh, God. Like I, I went to Ikea twice recently and I was just like, I don't, I don't want to walk this much. I don't. I don't want to walk. I just, I was ready at the second section. Like yeah. I was ready to go. Like, why do I have to walk the whole this is? Oh, this is horrible. Anyway, so that's that. But we can't, we can't uh, leave without just talking about the very basic store, right? The grocery store. So mm. shout out to Helado uh, Perez. Because he breaks down the whole layout of the grocery store and uh, how it makes us happy and why do we buy some extra stuff. You know what they should have done? One about Walmart. But we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later.
2: Grocery stores are designed to manipulate you into spending more money. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but almost all grocery stores have the same layout. They typically start with the fruits and vegetables as you enter. This is because the fresh scents and bright colors inspire a positive and happy mental state. And when you're happy, you spend more money. Typically, if they have a bakery, they'll have that towards the entrance. The smell of fresh baked bread will get your appetite going. As you keep going, you'll come across fresh foods like seafood and the deli section. Next, notice how the dairy section is literally at the opposite end of the entrance this is strategic because dairy products like milk eggs and cheese are the most frequent purchases at a grocery store they want you to make the entire journey across the store in hopes that you add other random to your cart too lastly at the checkout we have all those little afterthoughts like candy chocolate gum and drinks as you can see this layout is no accident it's intentional and shows that
0: that i'm hungry for no reason now so there there's a particular part there's two parts I wanted to point out with that one is the layout of where the dairy products is, right? And that that's great how it's like, oh the the fruits and vegetables and blah 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 that's great, right? Now, I know for me for certain grocery stores, I just skip all that. Remember me? I'm not the healthiest. We know this) <laughs> So I skip all that. So I don't even go through the, oh, it's smelly, great, and I feel, no. But I do go all the way to the back, right? And I'm like, why is it all the way at the back? Why? And to come to find out that you have to pass through certain aisles and you're going to want to buy, or what they're hoping is that you go and buy extra stuff. Now, I do get caught up sometimes. I do. I'm not going to lie. But what uh, what I've seen myself get caught up or I've seen other people get caught up is that last part. So when you wait in the register, when you're yeah. waiting online, and then all of a sudden and, and they are so they have all the travel size or whatever stuff in It's not even about the candy per se. It's really about the just the oh, I need a tide pen. No, you don't. No, you don't. When's the last time you got stained? <laughs> you have no reason right. to get Oh, you know what? I totally forgot the floss. Oh, they have extra razors. Why is razors that the the razor should be by the razors. Why is there not only is the car uh air freshener situation, but then you have lotion then you have chapstick all of a sudden everybody has chapstick It's just that that is just making you oh uh, why not I'm waiting mm-hmm. it's the I'm bored I'm already waiting. Might as well get this, right? Yeah. It's so much more. I've realized that they, they add so much more than just candy. Because before it was like, all right, let me get a, I, because I've been hungry and at least let me calm down my stomach. Let me get, let me get this candy, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. Let me do that. But now they have all these other things, especially depending on what store you go to. This is why I don't go to Walmart. I don't go to Walmart. Walmart is the devil to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. I can't. I don't think I can't remember the last time I've been to a Walmart uh, voluntarily. Right. Because I there was one time that I went in there and I spent four hundred dollars and all I wanted was like cocoa butter. That's all I wanted Mm. was cocoa butter. And I got four hundred dollars worth because it's a mega store. So all of a sudden I needed a printer or something. No, I didn't, I didn't need a printer. I didn't need any of that. And all of a sudden I needed these types of video games and this memory card. And then I gotta get these, si- I hated it. I hate, I hate Walmart. See, even my dog in the background is just playing around because he hates
1: <laughs> like, Walmart I agree. too.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, um, I would love if somebody would break down Walmart. Oh, my dog is going crazy. Okay. Um, I would love if somebody would break down Walmart, but I at least understand the other stuff. I at least understand.
1: that Yeah, absolutely. The psychology behind why it is the way it is.
0: That's a fact. That's a fact people. So let us know what you think. Have you been uh, a victim of this uh, training that, these brands have totally studied and, and kind of strategically place certain things, do certain things, have certain types of colors. And then also what are you going to apply or change inside of your brand? Are you thinking about adding a new color? Are you thinking about the packaging of certain things? Are you thinking about how you lay certain things out on a website, on an actual physical store? Because that digital and physical It doesn't matter. It still all applies. So, uh, yep, that's the psychology of branding and business. Now, uh, we have... I didn't even tell Moose what it was. I didn't even tell Moose what it was. Okay? It is the question of the weekend. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good one. Mm. I'm not going to lie. But, of course, this segment is sponsored by... Flight Assessment, FlightAssessment.com. Discover your personal superpower and learn how to use the superpower to become a master communicator, strengthen all your relationships, and develop the self-awareness you need to fulfill your highest potential. Please go to flightassessment.com. Um, but this time, this week, we have which has more powerful impact on your loyalty to a brand, the emotional connection from the positive experiences or the allure of aesthetically pleasing product design. Do you stick with a brand because it makes you feel good or because it makes you look good?
1: Dang. Okay, hold on. You know, you know, yeah, you know, I gotta get my my just uh, my my complete understanding of it. So, okay. do you stick with a brand on, because, because it makes you? What you are gonna
0: do is kind of.
1: No, no, I'm not gonna change it, it this own. time. I'm gonna just, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just leave it as is. But okay. he said, do you stick with a brand because it makes you feel good, or because it makes you look good? Mhm. Yeah, man, I I think I have to go with with what really is coming to mind right now, which is. The selfish answer of I, I stick with what makes me look good. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, because I I think that I like to think that I'm more of uh, the opposite of an impulsive buyer. Whatever that is, like I rarely ever am I just addicted to a thing. Right now, certain certain brands or certain products specifically, I have just learned that when I buy cheap, I end up buying twice. Right, so you end up buying the cheap product that you thought was going to save you some money. And then you end up buying the original product that you avoided buying anyway. And it's like, oh, well, here go again, I ended up just spending more money. So I like to think that I'm more of that strategic buyer, you know, shopping, whatever, intentionally, but definitely most of my decisions are guided by what is going to make me look good. So even from a, from a clothing standpoint, which is kinda weird too, because when you look good, you feel good. That whole like Dion mm-hmm. uh saying, so <laughs> it's like you look good, you feel good, et cetera. But no, I gotta I gotta say, I think most of my my purchasing decisions are definitely, you know, led off of that. It's like what things? And I think there's also that brand association, right? It's like I still make fun of people who have Android. That's that's a given. It's like, yo, what yo, like what? You don't you don't have an iPhone? Like why? why are you doing that to yourself, right. you know? Uh, so yeah, so I, I think that's part of the, the process too, right? And I don't know if that can also be mixed in with this caring for what other people think type of thing. But definitely, I think for me, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going based off of that.
0: Yeah, I have to I have to go the opposite of you. I am the experienced Ooh. person, right? I yeah. am what uh, makes me feel good. i give a quick story. So I had to buy a new bed. Okay. Okay. Just, it's just that time. I just need to get a new bed. Right. Um, I've had this one for years. I've had certain like neck problems, back problems. And I'm just like, you know what? Uh, Isaiah, don't get me. Like you got moose last week. Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) I was about to say (laughs) that. So, but it has a lot to do with how I sleep and just the bed. So here I go, I go to, how do you say it? Temper whatever that one is. The one with the T. No, you said it you know. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. you said it right. So I go there and I'm one of those people that is the flag store person. I'm not going to go to a third party uh, mm. mattress firm or nothing like that. No offense, no offense. If you want to sponsor us, that's great, but no offense, right? So I went to the flag store. When I tell you, I went in and I'm, I'm one of the best I'm gullible. I'm sorry to say that out loud, but I'm like a a salesperson favorite person because I know exactly Mm -hmm. what I want, but you can still steer me left and right, right? So I go in, yo, I need a new bed. The customer service was mid, right? I'm not going to tell you where or what store, but it was just mid. And I'm like, okay, get tell me which one I should get. Right. It put me on like two different beds. I was like, okay, I want this bed. There. I want this bed. Price was not the greatest. Mm. But I was like, I just want a bed at this moment. I was in pain. I just want a bed. And then they were like, aha, but there's more like, you can't just buy the mattress, you have to buy the base. And then they show you all the, the all the cool stuff that the base does. Cool. Then the price just doesn't make sense because you have to buy the mattress and the base, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm, okay, I'll come back. Right? I call uh I call Aaron. He's like, you need to go to at least one more place. I know how you are. You probably would have bought it, but go to one more place. So now I go to Sleep number. I go to sleep number sleeve numbers like come here lay down they have a TV Mm. up top they said right TV up top shows your your like silhouette okay let's figure out your number and it shows as the numbers goes up Mm. and then it shows like what your body is and the pain points and then when it hits your number how it reduces the pain like how it was, it was like red and then it goes all. So it's like, oh, hello, you're taking me through. And I'm on the phone with him. like, this is a whole experience. And he was like, yeah, they got you. I was like, this mm. is great. Right. And so I was like, okay, I want the bed. Like, what size are you? King. No problem here. And it's was like, all right, let's check you out. Wait, I don't need a base. No, you don't have to. But if you want to, but you don't have to, you could use your existing one. Well then tell me about the base. Because Mm. if I don't have to, I want to know about it. Okay, cool. Here's this one, and it only costs an extra two something. Two something. Oh great. Mm. Oh, we have other ones, the adjustable. What? Tell me more. Right? Oh man. I was I was I was there. (laughs) I was there. Yeah. I was hello, we're here. Now what I will say, shout out to sleep number. But your uh, your salesperson could have gotten me more. Because there was this I guess there's this I 8 bed that everybody buys That's like one top a little bit up tier. Right. Mm-hmm. And I asked why does everybody buy it? Because if you give me a right reason, I'll buy it. Right? Right. Why everybody buy it? Oh, no, it's just everybody buys it just it's not a real big difference. Like he, it mm. was it was kind of mid. And I was like, all right, I got the experience with the TV and everything off of that one. Give me that one. Don't give me this mm-hmm. one. So I was sold off of the experience. Now, which one's better? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which one's better. But I know which one gave me the experience and why I'm going to buy it. I know why I'm going to buy more of these blind boxes of this bear brick because it's an experience to see which ones I get. If it's an exclusive one is if it's a, a a mid one, whatever it is. So I'm big on the, even from, um, eating. I love a melting pot because it's a whole experience. It's a fondue spot and you get to cook your own stuff. They have also a, a great dessert situation. I'm plugging a whole lot of brands, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. That um, there's one I think you've seen it when it was the Le Petit Chef, where it's Mm -hmm. a super interactive uh, dinner where literally like you have this chef cooking for you, like with like it's a drawing, but then they put out the whole extra plate. It's really fire, and I want to do more of that. Like I want to go see the Northern Lights. Because of yep, the experience, yep, yep, so yeah, yeah, no, I'm an experienced girl.
1: no that's fire! Um, well, I got so caught up into the experience, I forgot that we were even doing question of the week. I'm like, what? Well, they see? gave you a bed, a TV on the see? on the wall, on the on the ceiling, right? Because you
0: see it, and it's like, oh, wow. that's dope. Now I was like, yo, now I want a TV on the wall. They're like, yeah, a lot of people say that. Oh, that. So now I gotta recreate it. This is gonna be. Great. So, Mm. yes, I'm an experienced person, but people, what are you? Are you the experience or are you the looks person? I got to look good to feel good, all that great stuff. Mm. Or are you (laughs) like, listen, I I want memories. I want to remember how this brand made me feel. I go here and I feel prestige. I go here and I feel comfortable. I go here and I... I felt like a whole chef like and I know I can't cook not me I could but anyways y'all let us know uh what are you make sure you check out the after show there was something what did I say I was going to talk about oh I know what I was going to talk about we're going to yeah. talk about it in the after show okay every Tuesday eight thirty p.m eastern we are live on YouTube on our YouTube channel Nikki and Moose. Go check that out. Uh, flightassessment.com, Extreme Execution. Go check that. Deeper than the brand. Uh, AI Toolkit, because I'm going to go crazy about this GPT's. You feel me? Hello. Hello. Uh, but Moose, final words.
1: Yeah, think about this, man. Your past is your path to understand the present. So for those of you who are wondering why you might be stuck in the position that you're in, whether unhappy with the amount of growth or progress you've made this year. It's probably because you either ran from your past or you're stuck in your past. So I'm not saying go back and do either of those. I'm just saying go back and try and get understanding from your past so you can make sense of your present and eventually live in peace. There it is.